You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS lineup lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And, Tony, today we, uh, we're going to the pass catchers for week seven of the football season and just a three-game slate in the NBA, so we're still pulling a little bit of double duty. How do you feel today? Yeah, we'll give you the lineup at the end. We won't break down every game because, uh, you know what? Tonight, it's one of those three-game slates. I think it's good basketball. Russell Westbrook and the new look of Oklahoma City team. You get Lonzo Ball tonight. So there's a lot of great things to be interested in. Uh, so we'll knock that out of the park for you. And I'll tell you the truth, I'm still making a couple tweaks to that lineup. Okay, fair enough. And if you get any late-minute information about injuries or anything of that nature, you'll let us know as we go along. But we are going to get into the pass catchers for Week 7. And, uh, Tony, Week 7 actually kicks off tonight with a very interesting game in the AFC West with the Chiefs and the Raiders. When I look at Kansas City, Tony, um, you know, they got Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and Tyreek Hill. At one point or another, we've talked about how we like all three of those guys in this matchup against the Oakland defense. Who do you think is going to shine tonight for KC? You know, I think, of course, the easiest play of all is, is Kareem Hunt. When you look at how much he's involved in this offense and the usage rate, which we talk about in the NBA all the time, this guy catches balls out of the backfield. He catches guy, uh, balls. He runs the ball. He gets 100 yards every game from the line of scrimmage. So he's the guy. But Tyree kills the one that's interesting to me. We were concerned about his health. But he's practiced every day this yep. week. He looks ready to go. This is a bad secondary. I think he gets deep. That'll be great. Remember, he was supposed to have such big play potential, had a huge week one, and then has kind of been middling in that wide receiver two range. He had a punt return for a touchdown a couple of weeks ago that saved his game. While we're talking on wide receivers, Tony, I got to ask you once again about Amari Cooper. This guy you can get for a bargain basement price that we haven't seen Amari Cooper at for a long, long time. Is there any reason to think that this could be the week he shakes the cobwebs and puts some stickum on his glove? Yeah, I mean, but there's been a reason every single week, right? All we keep hearing about is how he's wide open and they don't get him the ball. Well, eventually somebody's got to get him the ball. You have the same quarterback there. We have the same problems and nothing ever changes. So I think he's restricted to just a tournament play in one of your lineups and you certainly don't want to go all in because, yes, everything's there to excel. But we keep having the same thing. Time and time again. Isn't it Einstein that said if you keep doing the same thing, that's the definition of insanity? I think it is something like that. It's insanity is doing the same thing and yet expecting a different result. Yeah. That is not crazy to say at all. But you know what is the result? If you listen to Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, you win that cash when it comes to daily fantasy. So here's what we're going to do. When we come back, we're going to dive into the wide receivers for the Sunday slate. If you want to follow along, we got poll questions. Up at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as well. We'll see who you guys like at the wide receiver and tight end position for week seven. We're going to tell you who we like as well. This is Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Come on right back. We'll get into the pass catches so you can win some cash. Quarterback to receiver hookups. 
running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Whoa! It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, let's dive into these wide receivers that people are probably going to have in their lineups for Week 7. we got a poll question up, and as we look to build our wideout one, here are the options you put on the poll. Antonio Brown at 8,900, Adam Thielen at 6,700, Dougie Baldwin at 66, and A.J. Green coming off his bye at 8,300. Let's get it started. Started right here, Tony. Um, I'm getting reports that Stefan Diggs once again did not practice with that groin injury. If he does not go, I believe Adam Thielen is a wide receiver one. And if I could get a wide receiver one at 6,700, I got to find a way to get him in my lineups, Tone. Yeah, I think what you want to try to do is start out your teams this week with A.J. Green, Julio Jones, or Antonio Brown and get Thielen in there as your number two at that price. And I think that's the way as we go tomorrow night, we construct our rosters. I think when you look at that and getting that guy that at a wide receiver two price, he's got to go there and try to pair him up with one of those guys. I think it's the way to go about putting a team together. Uh, I think Thielen is probably the best bargain. Now, he's got 100 yards receiving in each of the games, but he's not getting in the end zone. It's Minnesota's not scoring, so that's the one negative. It, it gives you a good floor, but the upside's limited there with their lack of scoring in Minnesota. And Thielen is the only wide receiver in all of the NFL that has at least five catches in every game. Yeah, we definitely like that. He's at a wide receiver two prices, but I think he'll have wide receiver one value. You mentioned A.J. Green, Tony. I like the fact that he's coming off the bye divisional matchup against Pittsburgh at $8,300. Listen, they, remember, Tony, they made that shift to the new offensive coordinator. What was that, like after week two or three? And you got to figure, you know, they wanted to maybe change some things. We talked about how A.J. Green would be the target monster, maybe the uh, increase of opportunity for Joe Mixon, Mixoff. But you got to figure they weren't able to really do or implement everything that Laser wanted to until the bye week. Do you think we can get some new things, new ways to get A.J. Green the ball this week? Well, you know what? That worries me. We don't want him to change anything, right, since he's come in. They just throw him the they ball. They have to throw him, throw him the ball, him the ball, him the ball a ball. lot. Yeah, Pittsburgh is number one at allowing points to wide receivers, so they've been the best in the league. But A.J. Green's one of those guys, like Antonio Brown, I think you throw out the matchups. It's just about getting him the opportunity. And it's not really a shutdown cornerback. They've been doing collectively that Pittsburgh defense and stopping wide receivers. I like A.J. Green this week. I think it's good to I'm taking A.J. Green, or do you take uh, Antonio Brown, right, when you get there, or Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, Julio Jones, I would think if you put in the lineups tonight, Julio Jones will be heavily owned. Even though across the DFS industry, I see a lot of people ranking people ahead of Julio Jones against the uh, New England Patriots defense. 
uh, because the bottom line is, you know what, Julio Jones against anybody really hasn't put up the numbers, and people are starting to question whether we're still living on you know a couple games from last year, a couple games from the year before, and we're really not seeing Julio Jones compete every week, but we always know that there's a chance that the 200 yards receiving, that 300 yards receiving yeah. game is out there, and maybe we're hanging on to something. Yeah, the potential is always there for Julio Jones, an incredible freak, but you're right, this could be one of these guys where he's just always banged up, and you never know on a week-to-week basis, is he a decoy, is he going to be out there, but I got to like the matchup against New England, Tony. What about Doug Baldwin also coming off a bye, and he's now another week removed from whatever what ailed him. Remember, like two or three weeks ago, he was questionable on Sunday night. Now, after the bye, you got to figure he's closer to 100%. I like him in New York tonight, uh, this week. This offense has been absolutely uh, staggering, right? But we had two good games from um, Russell Wilson, but we didn't get Dougie Baldwin involved. And you were right, right? There's a guy that uh, banged up. Now he's down to 6,600, which is a nice price, kind of mm-hmm. like Adam Thielen for one of the guys that was yep. we expected to be a top-flight wide receiver. So we're looking at that price, and we're thinking that he could come back against a good Giants defense, but a Giants defense that actually in the defensive backfield has let up a lot of big plays. Trevor Simeon couldn't get to him, but a lot of the league has there. Eli Apple's been torched for some uh, big yep. plays there. I think Doug Baldwin's very relative, and I think he'll be very, very low-owned this week uh, because fantasy owners are fickle. Uh, they remember guys they've put in their lineup and haven't got it done. I think Doug Baldwin's uh, absolutely killed a lot of people. He had seven fantasy points last week, eight the week before. He had the 29 against Tennessee, and then a 10 versus San Francisco and a 10 versus Green Bay. Uh, so it's there. And a lot of the shows this week have been talking about Doug Baldwin as a second-half player. If you look at his numbers, as the season gets along, Doug Baldwin in the past has put up big numbers in the second half. Now, a lot of people get into those stats for baseball. I don't think they mass in football, but I'm just saying it's out there. Yeah, Doug Baldwin could be. You know how I say, Tony, you're going to zig when other people zag. If our poll is any indication, he is only 10% of the vote here in our poll, so maybe he will be low-owned this week. Right now, we got a tie at 31% between Antonio Brown and A.J. Green, so it looks like those guys need to be in the poll, Tony, tomorrow here on Lineup Lock Live as we make the people's lineup for Week 7. we got another poll of slightly cheaper wide receivers, Tony, and it's Jarvis Landry at 6 Pierre Garçon at 58, Demarius Thomas also at 58, and then T.Y. Hilton at 61. I want to ask you about Jarvis Landry, Tony, because in the same way that I think Adam Thielen could return wide out one value if there's no Stephon Diggs, I'm hearing that it's a long shot for Devontae Parker to play for Miami, and that cues up targets, even more targets for Jarvis Landry, and this is a guy who already is known as a PPR beast because he routinely gets you 7, 8, 9, grabs could he get 14 targets this week against the Jets if there's no Devontae Parker Uh, absolutely and I think that's the whole thing with him like we talked about Alan Adam Thielen right and how he has all these catches but no touchdowns right Javis Landry's been that way for a long time Uh, but you look at that offense and he is a guy that delivers each and every time I think you go ahead you put him in and he'll you rack them up, and hopefully they get the ball into the end zone. I mean, I don't know what to make of what they did last week. They came out, and they win that game at Atlanta. They put up 20 points there. Um, it, the offense is tough, but Javis Landry always gets his. So you can throw it out there, and I think you're never going to have a bad game with Javis Landry. It's just you need to get that touchdown to have that marquee game. 
Fair enough, but he does offer a pretty safe floor, especially in the PPR format that offers uh, that DraftKings does offer. I want to ask you about the guy with the lowest percentage. Tony, in this poll, and it's only at 12% of support, is T.Y. Hilton. The Indianapolis Colts, I do believe, are facing this Jacksonville defense with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye at the cornerbacks, and they have really shut down passing games. Tony, I know you uh, I know you do your show like Fantasy Rewind, where you talk about the highs and the lows of everything that goes on on this network from a day-to-day basis. Did you hear these guys on Best Friends Forever, where they were, uh, you know, Greg Sussman, Mike Florio, and uh, our guy Frankie Stamfel, they were trying to give a nickname to the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary, and they're coming down with like cat scratch fever, I think it is. They're like, uh-oh, T.Y. Hilton's coming down with cat scratch fever tonight. How do you, uh, how do you, what do you think about like that, that in terms of, you like that? That's our, yeah, I like that. You know, it's funny because their nickname they got from, the defensive line got a nickname, Wasn't but not the guy defending the pass. Yeah, Saxonville. But, so, yeah, we're uh, talking about the it, secondary, you know, like the no-fly zone and yeah, the Legion of Boom. Yeah. They're talking I'll about coming what, down with catch-scratch fever. Those guys got a lot of time on their hands. They do. Man, but they that's do. pretty good. All right. They do. So, they got that, 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 that's pretty good. I like that. Okay. I'm going to actually tweet that out there and see if we can get some support. Fair enough. Fair enough. Make sure you tag, you know, a little bit of Roto Frank or uh, Mike Florio, the BFFs out there. But that brings me to T.Y. Hilton. So you think T.Y. Hilton's coming down with the cat scratch fever this week? Yeah, I I do. I I really think that I would. uh, There's no circumstance whatsoever that I would have T.Y. Hilton in my lineup uh, this week. Jacoby Brissett, he looked okay in the last game. Nothing, uh, you know, he looked like a quarterback that belonged in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, nothing great. And this is going to be a tough, tough matchup to go up against. At $6,100, that's very close to a lot of the receivers. Price that we mentioned, they only allow the second most points to wide receivers. I, I got to go elsewhere. All right, fair enough. But wherever you go in your lineup, you take that lineup and for free, you can put it into dailyrodo.com slash DKMS or rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. What we're doing is a partnership with DKMS to help fight blood cancer. We're giving you a free entry into a DFS contest. But when you're there on the website, the most important thing is you get to learn a little bit more about the disease and how you can help fight, uh, support the fight. What you could do is you could register to be a bone marrow donor. You could register to be a blood donor. And it's really great. This way, even if you are a loser in the DFS world, you are a, still a winner in life. And, Tony, to be quite honest, I think that's the most important game. You remember the game of life, Tony? Where you got like married, and then you had to spin the thing, and you could like risk, yeah. you know, uh, your profession. You got the little pegs as kids in the back of the car. Yeah, I find out older as I get older. That's very uh, lifelike. Because you know what? What would happen is you would play the game, and you'd play for an hour, and it would never finish, and you'd get bored, and then you just call it an end and say, "Please take me away, put me in a casket, <laughs> cremate me, do whatever you got to do." Fair enough. Do you think what what took longer, the game of life, or to play an actual game of Monopoly? You know what? It's so funny you said that because I was trying to figure that out in my head. <laughs> I think I think life. I, I like Monopoly more. I like the buy and selling. I like about pushing people to living on Baltic Avenue. Yeah. I was an oppressor when it came to Monopoly. Look at you, man! Like uh, Ratner here in Brooklyn, buying half of Brooklyn buildings and then flipping them on pennies on the dollar. Low cost housing over here by V Tony Sincata. We talk more wide receivers. Maybe not on the main slate, who you can still get coming back. It's lineup lock live. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Hey, Tony, this is Fabolos. This is a rapper from the 90s and the early 2000s named Fabolos. He spells his name F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S, Fabolos. Keeping it gangster. I'll tell you what. Yeah, those guys in rap were not good in spelling. Like, when you see some of the names that come out, um, they got a little mixed up in class. But they're doing well despite that in life, overcoming adversity with a lack of spelling. So I give the rappers a lot of credit. They do a lot of things well and in overcoming life. So people, if you have a problem with your reading, it's not the end of the world. They have proven that. This is absolutely true. There are so many ways to get it absolutely done, Tony. And Bavona, I really like that beat. Can we get that on the Fantasy Freestyle later on today? Can we keep that going? Fantastic. Let's keep it moving, though. Tony, you made another poll here, and we're doing polls here at Spin and Speed, at the Tony Sincata. And you put all these wide receivers together that are not really on the main Sunday slate. You got a couple of wideouts from tonight, and then you got uh, someone Sunday night and someone on Monday night. We talked a little bit about Tyree Kill. You know my feelings on Amari Cooper and what that ultimately means for Michael Crabtree. I want, and we talked about Julio Jones as well. That leaves Alshon Jeffrey in this poll that I'd like to get your thoughts on. I remember last week, Tony, you told me that uh, the Eagles were now officially one of these kind of one plus one equals three offenses, right? Where you were taking the non-wide receiver ones because Carson Wentz is starting to learn to go with wherever the mismatch is, whether that's Nelson Aguilar, whether that's Zach Ertz, whether that's a running back out of the backfield, and that's a not key in on the wide receiver one. Yet this week, you have Alshon Jeffrey in the poll. I know there's probably still no Josh Norman, but I also know you don't actually think Josh Norman is good, but he's better than Brashard Breeland. Why is uh, Alshon Jeffrey make the cut for the poll this week? Yeah, first of all, those two guys both uh, practiced a little today. Yeah, um, there's some conflicting reports on whether uh, Breland was out there and the coaching staff made him get off the field, like he just went out there on his own. Right. Uh, so he should be able to go back on Monday. So both those guys should be back. I, I, I'll put Alshon Jeffrey in there because I think when you look at the top receiver there, it's not a guy that I'm interested in playing. I, I think when you look at it. Zach Ertz is the main target there. If you wanted to go a little cheaper and try to go and grab one of the other guys, their price has risen as well. Like Nelson Aguilar is 4900 bucks. Now, that's a little different when we were playing him at $3,400, $3,500. Uh, so that makes it a little tougher. I think, to me, the guy that's the obvious choice in this poll is Julio Jones sure. going after it. I think the home run hitter is Tyree Kill. And you, you talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Tyree Kill showed up against the New England Patriots, which everybody showed up, right? right. And put up huge numbers. And then he was terrible in preseason. I mean, I don't know if you people remember, 
he was really, really not getting it done in preseason. And when I look at Tyree Kill, I'm concerned. We've seen a lot of these guys that are these players with elite speed and great athletes mm-hmm. struggle when they get in every down. In every down, playing. right. He is the wide-out yeah, one for the Kansas City Chiefs this year, and that's yeah. a different role for someone who was something more of a, a funky, gimmicky, gadgety guy. Now he's taken on trying to be a wide-out one. It's a very different job description. So basically in five games that he's played this year, we've got two decent games, 16 fantasy points and 20, right? And then he had the 29. So he's had 50% of the games are big numbers. And then three clunkers, an eight and eight and a seven. So that's what you get. When you look at that secondary, though, with the Raiders, you would expect them to go to them. The Kansas City Chiefs have thrown more downfield balls already this season right. than they did all of last year. The They've Patty already Mahomes effect. last year's. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it sets up everything perfect for this guy. And then $6,700, I think he's worth a gamble. I would make him, and this is a difference between tournament plays and cash plays. When you're in a tournament, you're trying to get the big scores there. Right. And in a cash play, I let the opponent make the mistake. I think Tyree Kill's a guy that you put in your tournament lineup. Fair enough, fair enough. I completely agree. He's a boomer bust guy, but against the Oakland Raiders, it could be a week of a boom. So you may want to get him into some of those tournaments. The last guy, like we said, is... um. Michael Crabtree, and I got to tell you, Tony, you've heard me bang this drum. I've been early with Michael Crabtree over Amari Cooper. I've been saying it for a while. And check this out. I just saw on Twitter our guy Matt Modica Wall Street in the last hour tweeted both of their stats in their last 16 games played. Check this out. Targets. Cooper 111, Crabtree 135. Receptions, Cooper 65, Crabtree 85. Yards, Cooper 714, Crabtree 952. And Cooper, five touchdowns, Crabtree eight touchdowns. Crabtree is performing better in a Raiders uniform than Amari Cooper. I don't understand why people are still on Amari. That's Amari. Here's the thing that's that's crazy. Michael Crabtree might be the most consistent wide receiver in yeah. fantasy football. He had 17 fantasy points his last game, 20 fantasy points. He had one, but he got injured that game. So throw that game out. 32-14. The guy doesn't have a bad game. I'll take He's it. He's going against a defense tonight that we look at the Chiefs' defense, and I think we always like them. But to be honest, they've let up the second most points to wide receivers in fantasy football. Michael Crabtree's in a great spot tonight and is a consistent option. I think we try to outthink ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy, for the price at 6100 solid play. What's wrong with that? Absolutely. And Michael Crabtree, I think he's one of those guys that kind of get like a bad rap because if you remember in college, he was kind of a diva, you know, at Texas Tech. He was showing out a little bit too much. But yes, I completely agree with you. I would say that the defenses start need to start realizing and when you have your top corner like a Marcus Peters, he should be on Crabtree, not on Cooper, in my opinion. But Tony, I want to ask you, listen, because... I got to tell, go you, I gotta go tell you something for the Crabtree situation. Yeah. You think the problem is... He has an earring in his ear during the games. Yes, See, and I he wants it to get. He's gonna know. get his chain ripped out, and he's into yeah, and he's so, into all that bling bling. Yeah, back so people in the think day, he's soft. Yeah, twenty years ago, I used to coach. I used to coach sports, right? And I had this kid that wore an earring, and back then it was a little different than today, right? You Bobby and knighted I used to tell him. The kid, hey, I said, hey, I said to him, hey, 
do me a favor. When you come to practice next week, take that earring off. Because every time I look at it, I get distracted. I forget to put your name in the lineup. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You go right where it hurts, right to the playing time, Tony. <laughs> I like that. But uh, So we were talking about wide outs. Like yesterday when we were talking about running backs, I had a couple of other running backs I wanted to throw your way. I had Jordan Howard and Jarek McKinnon that I wanted to talk about that were in my lineup. Uh, I have Julio Jones in my lineup uh, stacked up with Matt Ryan. But the other two wideouts I have did not make any of the polls, Tony. So I want to get your quick thoughts about them. The first one is Dez Bryant. I have Dez in my lineup this week. I believe that he's going to be good against the San Francisco pass defense. And remember, my theory is that anytime Dez Bryant is going against a top-level corner, I don't play him. But there are no top-level corners in San Francisco. I think this could be a week where Dez eats. Tell me I'm crazy. You're not crazy, but I'll give you my reasoning why he's not in there. Okay. And I'm glad you brought this guy up because 14. I look for him to get 14 or 15 points. The problem is there's too many good options in this game, right? Right. They, if they want to, they can give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott and run it down their throat and never, ever have to throw the ball. They could do that this week. I like Dak Prescott. I like Des Bryant if Ezekiel Elliott wasn't there. I don't like the quarterback in San Francisco, Bathard. I thought he played good last week, but that's going to come crashing down like Hulk Hogan. And I think we're going to have the same game here where they're not going to have to throw the ball. So I think he gets limited throws, and that's why he's not in there. You think it's coming crashing down, brother, on C.J. Beathard. All right, fair (laughs) enough. Let me ask you about this other guy because I went cheap here. I have uh, at least over on FanDuel. This guy's only 5,500, and I really like that price. I know that Patrick Peterson has been shutting down opponents, but otherwise the Arizona Cardinals have been giving it up to the number two and three wide receivers. So I have Robert Woods in my lineup this week over in London. He's only 5,500. I think Sammy Watt. Hawkins continues to get shut down, but I think for some, this could be one of the higher-scoring London games we've seen in a while. I got Robert Woods in my lineup, Tone, at only 5,500 on FanDuel. All right, everything you said is true. But, everything you said is true. But I feel like there's but. a but coming, Tony. Oh, there's a but. Oh, uh, damn. The Rams don't throw the ball enough to put up elite numbers. Robert Woods has been their best wide receiver. This is what he's done. 11, 12, against good defenses. Dallas, poor secondary, three. San Francisco, he had 19 points. Washington, one point in eight points. There's just not enough volume there to put up any big numbers. So as good as we think Robert Woods is, there's some severe clunkers there. All right, fair enough, but that's the thing, Tony. I got to zig when other people zag in these tournaments. <laughs> All right, and here's the thing, Tony. We're gonna try to make sure we're not eating the ramen noodles. But I saw on Twitter that you uh, were putting out your favorite hungry man dinners, and it seemed like it was some. Uh, it seemed like it was some turkey-based delicacy. What do we got there in the yeah. hungry man this week? Oh yeah. So when you go to turkey dinners, I used to like the, uh, and I don't have many uh, turkey dinners any. I mean, uh, but back in the day. Oh right, back in the day, turkey. Tony. Sure, back in the day. Turkey. Yeah. So you, you realize what's what's probably in it after a while. I like turkey with the stuffing. Right. The stuffing wasn't. I don't know what it was made out of. Uh, I, I, it wasn't grandma's stuffing, but the stuffing was amazing. And you get the open face sandwich with a piece of bread under it and a little gravy there. And you sit there and you watch your favorite show on the TV. It was it was life was good. 
I was a big open-faced turkey guy. The second would be chicken palm for me. Uh, that was the second a choice of my favorite TV dinner. As long as it wasn't any fish dishes, Tony, then we were probably <laughs> okay. But also, the thing is, the part that creeps me out about that, honestly, Tony, is the damn gravy. If the damn gravy is, like, frozen, and then you kind of unfreeze <laughs> it, and it's a little, like, texture, I don't know, Tony. It's a it's a questionable texture, the gravy in those. Yeah. In those. That would be my biggest beef with it, no pun intended. Yeah, I think that uh, the gravy. I think there's a lot. If you really sit down and analyze it, then it's the gravy is the least of, of your problems. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of problems going on there. That's why I say, you know, I'm not big onto those things anymore. But uh, I, back in the day, oh boy, I got excited about those little things. That's when life was good. You got excited about TV dinner. Yeah, but now Tony knows better because his body is a temple. When we come back. We're going to be talking about the tight ends for week seven. We're going to talk about the top three guys in fantasy at the high end. And also, there's some interesting values that you could spend not a lot of money and definitely get somebody who's getting in the end zone. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata will let you know about it. Line up lock live. We're coming right back after this. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Pizzapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series. And right now, you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook, for your Kindle, or for paperback. And it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seeley. I got Sammy Reed. I got Gary Davenport. I got championships, and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the 10th straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back. My, my, my lineup hits me so hard. It makes me say, oh, my Lord, thank you, Tony, for blessing me with all this knowledge in DFS gaming. It is Lineup Lock Live, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, the Tony Sincata. Forget about O-H-I-O. This is the surname right here. It is the Tony Sincata. We're going to shift gears, Tony, and we're going to talk about the tight ends. I love you can't touch this, though. I know. I it's love good stuff. You, touch you know, MC Hammer was you a ball why? boy, right, for the Oakland A's back yeah, in the day? for the Oakland A's back in the day. You can't touch this. That phrase has never been uttered by any man in an intimate setting at any time. That's true. That's absolutely true. It's not like I would be like, nah, 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 nah. You cannot touch this. I've always been with the inverse of that statement. But you got to get permission, Tony. You got to get permission. That is very, very key. Let's go to the tight ends here. The tight ends you have in the poll are Travis Kelsey at 6,400, Zach Ertz at 6,900, and then Rob Gronkowski at 7,300. And Tony, 50% of our poll are going with Zach Ertz. That would have never been said at the beginning of the season. And if we were at the beginning of the season, Zach Ertz would have been thousands cheaper than a guy like Rob Gronkowski. He is now $500 more than Travis Kelsey, for God's sakes. And still, 50% of the people are going with uh, Zach Ertz. Can you see a universe where Zach Ertz winds up as tight end one this year? Yeah, I, I absolutely can. I mean, he's the focal point of that passing game. Uh, they throw the ball right up there with the top teams in the league. And I would have, who would have ever thought? Rob Gronkowski's been healthy except for one Thursday night game, right? So it's not like he's right. had a bunch of injuries. And now people, the people have switched to Zach Ertz. And I can't blame him. Everything that he's done is put it out there. And 
I, I like him a lot. I think it's a great a great call, and uh, uh, I have no argument on this play here. Travis Kelsey uh, has been great all season long. He had one bad game, and yet people are going the other way. I, lo- I, I love it. I love the fortitude of what we're doing here. Yeah, I also love it. You know I, uh, it hurts when IP has been a favorite of mine for a long time. And Travis Kelsey, though, Tony, I mean, this Oakland Raiders defense is pretty notoriously bad against the tight end. You know, so I got to yeah. figure that this is a good spot for Kelsey, too, right? Like, I would— I, I, I don't think— I don't think you should. I, I, I want to say right now, this is a week where you should not, in fact, pay up for Rob Gronkowski. I like all things being equal. I like Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz, like, straight up better than Rob Gronkowski. I don't think there's a bad option here. And I think that's the thing where Gronkowski's price is too high compared to the others. And I think that's why the polls – if people – I give them a hard time like the, that they didn't go Matt Ryan against the New England Patriots. Right. But then – They've absolutely come to the other side where they've done a great job on this poll, and I think they've nailed it. I think they look at the prices of these guys, say Zach Ertz could be the number one tight end, Travis Kelsey could be the number one tight end, and I'll take these over-the-name guy in the big game on Sunday night. Fair enough. If uh, if you're in a position where you have to spend a little bit less, Tony, I know we have a uh, poll up in a, in a second about really cheap tight ends, but I have a tight end that I wanted to ask you about who's a level below these guys but not at the bargain basement level that we're going to get to, and that is Jimmy Graham this week going against the New York football Giants. The Giants, another team, notoriously bad against the tight end Seattle, coming off a bye. I got to figure that they are going to try as the season goes along to get Jimmy Graham involved in this offense. This Seattle offense can do nothing on the ground, so it's really about Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin, but don't you think they want to get Jimmy Graham involved as a second potential weapon in this offense? I like the matchup against the Giants as well. Talk to me about the Reverend Jimmy Graham. Yeah, so Jimmy Graham is a guy that uh, we've fallen in love with, and then he seems to disappoint us. But he's put—he's actually put together three decent games in a row. He had 14 points against Tennessee. He has 10 points against Indianapolis, 15.7 last uh, game that they played before the bye. He caught six of eight targets in that game. He did get into the end zone, which gave him the 15, uh, gave him the 15 points because he only had 37 yards on six catches, which is a little surprising. The other games before that, 61 and 72 yards. So it's trending back to a good place there for Jimmy Graham. All right, so uh, but do you, do you think that could be, if you don't have the money for some of these top-tier guys, do you think it's a decent play this week against the Giants? I think I think it's a decent play at $4,900, but I think I would go a little cheaper okay. and, and go with some of the other guys there. But I, I think it's right in line there. If I put together, including the price tag, he would be in the top five or six, certainly. Okay, fair enough. You mentioned some of the even cheaper tight ends that could return some value. So let's go there because we got a poll question up, as we always do here on uh, Lineup Lock Live. If you want to follow along with us and make your voice heard, you can ha- find the polls that we put up at the Tony Sincata at Spit and Speeds. We have a couple, uh, a bunch of tight ends, to be quite honest, that are relatively cheap, under forty five hundred on DraftKings that we think could return some value. First is Evan Ingram at 4400 Tyler Croft, who has been Tony's darling earlier on. He was early with it, basically replacing Croft for Eifert. The skill set and the opportunity was very similar, and he's only still at $3,000. Then you got Jack Doyle at thirty four, and Nick O'Leary at 3100 Hey, if Charles Clay could lead the Bills in targets, maybe Nick O'Leary could as well. Jordan Matthews is practicing this week for the Bills, but 
but still not using that hand that was yeah. surgically repaired to catch the ball. I don't know if he thinks he's going to all of a sudden be a dynamic Odell Beckham this week, first week back, but I still agree with you, Tony. I don't think Jordan Matthews will be effective if he goes. That means it's J.D. McCoy and who else? Zay Jones might as well be worth it to throw a dart throw at Nick O'Leary at 3,100. Yeah, that's the whole thing with Nick O'Leary is that when you look at it's the same premise with Tyler Croft. It's the same exact premise, right? The Buffalo Bills have no wide receivers. Jordan Matthews Next man to me, up. Yeah, is going to be tough. So now Tyrod Taylor's got a great matchup, a mm-hmm. great matchup. He's got no weapons to throw. This is a kid that played at Florida State, so he's no slouch, right? right. He's no Isn't slouch. he like uh, Jack Nicholas's nephew or something like that too? Oh, see, I'm I dead serious, Tony. We got to double check that over the break. Bavona, can you double check that for me over the break? I think Nick O'Leary, it's either Jack Nicholas or like Arnold Palmer's nephew. I'm serious. Can we check that uh, so for he, me during he, the break? But go ahead, Tony. He had 10 fantasy points last week. He had six targets, caught five of the balls out of the six targets there. So at 3,100, I think he comes in a, a big play. I think he's actually going to be heavily owned this week. I think a lot of people are looking at this cheap uh, price tag and going there. So if people don't pay up, he's going to be one of the cheap guys. Now, with Croft, the situation is Pittsburgh's been pretty good against the tight end. So I- I'm looking at that as at $3,000. I like the price tag there at $3,000. I think we get a double digits. We've seen what the guy's done before. We've seen what they do, Cincinnati does at the goal line. So we have an opportunity to get into the end zone there. Uh, but it's not a great matchup on paper. And, and, and we talk about this all the time, and I give Scott Engel a lot of credit for it. He thinks a lot of times as fantasy analysts – we overrate the matchup instead of looking at the guy that's the great player. And I think that could be the case here with Tyler Kraut. Fair enough. I'm receiving word from our guy Chris Bavona that, yes, in fact, he is the nephew of Jack Nicholas, Nick O'Leary. Jack so, Nick. you know, there's some good uh, good sports Lateness genes there. yeah, in his blood, you know. Let me ask you real quick about Evan Ingram, Tony. He's at 4,400, getting a ton of support in our poll, 57%. I mean, last week, I got it, right? There, were nobody, there was nobody else there. What was it, Roger Lewis, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, but here's I, – I actually think – listen, Sterling Shepard is expected back this week – and I think he's like, you know, a legitimate NFL wide receiver that was owned in fantasy before this even started, right? So does that tamper expectations on a guy like Ingram? It might actually help out because before okay. you would think less he, would, attention he, he would draw with the coverage, yeah. Yeah, it would draw draw less coverage. So I think it, it, the guy's been a focal point of the offense. Now the one difference is before two, if we go back two weeks, right, the Giants were throwing 45-plus times a game. Then they go into Denver and they run it down their throats. So is there less passes is the only thing. That might balance off uh, the situation there if the Giants now try to become the Jacksonville Jaguars and right. go ball control and try to put it in play there. But I still think it gets double-digit fantasy points um, and as a floor, and we could get 15, 18 fantasy points from them. Fair enough, and Bavona's correcting me. He is not Jack Nicholas's nephew. He is Jack Nicholas's grandson, Tony. He's Jack Nicholas's oh, grandson. Does that make you even, feel older? Does that make you feel old that Jack old. Nicholas's grandson? That's even like more direct lineage, though, right, Tom? Yeah, that's that's direct lineage. I mean, that tells you right there that that guy's got some greatness all over him. I wonder if Jack's going to attend the game. I, I wonder if know. Jack's going to be going. Going yeah. like this because he thinks, yeah, he goes, he thinks he's still at Florida State, right? Absolutely. He doesn't know, realize 
we're at Buffalo because Jack's up there in years, so I don't know if he's got it all together. Fair enough. We'll find out if we see him. Please, if you catch him in the stands, please send a picture at Tony Sincata at the head spitting speeds at the Tony Sincata. Tony, I got one more tight end I want to ask you about before we turn the page to the NBA. I know you said you think it's all coming crashing down for C.J. Beathard this week against Dallas. Oh. C.J. Beathard, rookie out of Iowa. His tight end, yeah. George Kittle, you know where he went to school, Tony? He went to Iowa. He went to Iowa. They are college teammates. Yeah. We talk about this like the second team chemistry. You know how when the backup comes in, maybe they have that familiarity through like, you know, training camp and stuff like this. These guys have years of chemistry and no Sean Lee for Dallas. Wouldn't you think that he might in a pinch on third down rely on targets to George Kittle? Uh, I heard this story so many times this week. I think it's 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 made me throw up in my mouth, and that's why I don't want to put you at kill. But yeah, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely. Can. And here's the thing: even throw out that story, right? Just throw it out. It's not put a story; it's a fact. It. They both went to Iowa. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, some stories are facts. Those are called nonfiction. Fake news, Tony. Fake news. Right. So. He's got eight targets in the last game. He had nine targets the game before that. He had 21 fantasy points two games ago for a tight end. Yeah. So, yeah, he is certainly in play, yeah. and he's going to be well-owned. That story is, is all over the place, man, and I think that people are loving the story, and he's going to be there. But just because he's well-owned at $3,600, it doesn't mean you have to run away from it. If you like George Kittle, you like Iowa, you like corn, you like the Midwest, you like that way of living, you want to jump on two friends trying to make each other great, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. You just say he's just a friend. It's George Kittle and C.J. Beathard, just like Andrew Luck and like Kobe Fleener. We'll come back and talk NBA like uh, Hoodie Mello in his revenge game. DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I'm getting reports that Stefan Diggs once again did not practice. If he does not go, I believe Adam Thielen is a wide receiver one. What you want to try to do is start out your teams this week with AJ Green, Julio Jones, or Antonio Brown, and get Thielen in there as your number two at that price. I think Thielen is probably the best bargain. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Are you going to go our way? It definitely behooves you if you want to win a little bit of cash in DFS. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And, Tony, let's switch real quick and talk NBA. Only a three-game slate. But I mentioned the Carmelo Anthony revenge game potentially against the Knicks. Do you buy that? Could this be a night where Russell Westbrook and Paul George defer to Melo and let him get off against his former team? It certainly looks like it based on the tweets that have been coming out from Melo. Yeah, I hate going into the narratives, and I hate getting into this. But uh, but you like this I one? Put together a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm buying in. I'm buying in. I'm going to use them both though. I think you got to start out your lineups tonight with Russell Westbrook. It is a high price tag. The problem is in three game slates. If this guy goes off at sixty plus points, and you don't, and have, you don't him, have him, that's right. Forget about it. Go to bed. The night's <laughs> over. So you gotta you gotta protect yourself, and you gotta go wrestle Westbrook. Whether you're playing a cash game or you're playing a GPP. Then I had a funny uh, situation with uh, Jake Seeley. Um, he asked me if any Bulls that you can use. The Bulls have a limited number of players because of injuries, suspensions, and everything. You told him about so that Jerry rookie out of Arizona, right? 
Oh, they got the rookie out of Arizona. Not sure how they're going to play. Jerry Grant's going to get the start at the uh, the point guard position, so he's in. And then Makadanen is the guy at power forward that's going to get the opportunity to play uh, because they don't have any other power forwards. They have Paul Zipser, who is like the guy that used to be our grocery attendant, but every once in a while he comes up with a big game and he jumps out there. Uh, but they're going to give Markkinen, it's a young team, everything he could play. So those two guys are in. Westbrook, Grant, and then Markkinen in Chicago. Then I have Dallanillo Gallinari in a new uniform tonight for the Clippers against the Lakers, $6,200. I'm taking a risk here uh, with a, a European superstar who is now the point guard for the L.A. Clippers. His name is Milos Atedosic. Okay. Everybody raves about how good this kid is. But... The one concern I have, and I'll throw it out there, and he's in my lineups, says he's a little nervous about tonight. He's only $4,900. The guy can shoot. He can pass. He's supposed to be the next thing coming from another country. Then I have Carmelo Anthony, $7,200. And Patrick Beverly draws the Simon tonight of Lonzo Ball. Patrick Beverly is one of the best defenders he's one-on-one. Sure I think he's fired up. This is a chance to make a young kid look bad that thinks mm-hmm. he's all the things. And welcome to the NBA with a kick in the butt. Pat Beverly is in my lineup tonight. The guys that I like that are not in my lineup, Norman Powell uh, from Toronto Raptors tonight is a guy that's only $4,200. He could come and play. Jordan Howard, I, I like him a lot tonight too. If I put Carmelo Anthony in, I couldn't get Jordan Howard. So if you wanted to, I think it's okay tonight to use two centers, Valchunas and Howard, uh, in your lineups. I think both those guys are in play. Fair enough, Tony. And you mentioned kind of Lonzo Ball going up. This could be like the worst assignment possible for Lonzo Ball. Patrick Beverly not only is a guy who will get in your grill on defense, but he's kind of, you know, he's got that nasty streak to him. He likes being that kind of guy, too. This is like the worst possible matchup for Lonzo Ball. Hey, Tony, I want to ask you about a Another Lakers rookie. Uh, I'm talking about my man Kuzma. This guy has been going off in the preseason. He's a rookie out of Utah. Maybe pressing Randall for minutes with the Lakers. Yeah. What is thing? I don't talk about right now, but maybe in season long. Can I get a little bit of love for Kyle Kuzma? I can't give the love because of Randall, but I think what if he's as good as he showed in preseason and as good as it, they got to move Randall. So. I don't know what's going on here, and that's why I can't play either of them. Like, I think they both have good opportunities tonight. Uh, they'll draw Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's you know, going to be looking in the crowd for one of the Kardashians right. or the Jenners, and he doesn't really play any defense at all. So I think it's a great matchup. If one of those guys had a clear ride, they'd be in my lineup. Kuzma! When we come back tomorrow on Lineup Block Live, we will build the people's lineup for week seven. You may get a sneak preview as to who we like. I'm telling you right now, I'm stacking Matt Ryan with Julio Jones. Let's see what happens tonight. AFC West Showdown, Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata for Lineup Block Live. See you, Tony.